Now joining us on the NFL podcast is a man that is going into the record books this weekend as playing the most games in the Northern Football Netball League slash Diamond Valley Football League at senior level. 400 games, the first man to do that. It is Daniel Keenan, one of the legends of the competitions. Bomber, an amazing achievement. If we rewind all the way back to 1998 when you played your first senior game, could you ever imagine you'd end up getting to 400? <laughs> Thanks for having me, Sam. Um, no, not really. At that stage, um, yeah, going into a senior senior football year, it was um, obviously it was all new to me. Um, I was I just turned sixteen at the start of the season, and I was um, looking forward to playing a, a year of senior football with both two of my older brothers, um, Steve and Chris, both at Hurstbridge, and they played a lot of football there. Um, I pretty much grew up going to the football there every every Saturday for as long as I could remember and um, a lot of their the teammates probably saw me grow up and then then I was all of a sudden I was playing football alongside them so yeah, it's a long a long time ago but uh, still got some pretty fond memories of those early football years. Well, obviously, it all, as you said, started at Hurst Bridge. Um, you then obviously crossed uh, back to uh, go and play in Montmorency. We had a, a really distinguished career and, and now back at the club where, where it all started. Um, if we can now maybe start at the, the end and, and then work, work our way back. But what's it been like coming home and, and playing at the club that, uh, that gave you the chance in the first place? Um, this, year's been, this year's been great. It's, uh, in, in many ways, it's revitalising the different different environment um it's the the ground is much kinder on the body at Hurstbridge. lucky to have a good surface which as you get older i suppose you'll appreciate those those little things that makes it easy to train on a tuesday and thursday um but it's exciting being part of uh, a group where there's lots of young players and there's a fair bit of talent coming through the ranks um and uh yeah we've although you know, we're sitting towards the bottom of the ladder at the moment. The year's been far from a failure. We've we've been pretty competitive aside from our first three rounds. And uh, I think, you know, a couple of close losses, a few of those go the other way and we're really pushing towards finals. So with the natural improvement of the group, um, you know, I think there's some positive... Lots of positive signs at Hurstbridge at the moment. You um, you left the club the, the first time back in, I think it was 2002 when you joined Montmorency and, and you made an immediate impact there, understanding as you won two best and fairest in, in your first two seasons at the club. What was it that, that first drew you to, to Montmorency and, and what was it like making the switch at the time? So uh, I, I'd done a pre-season at, at Coburg um, leading into that season and... Uh, at the time, I was studying at university, had a, doing a double degree, and trying to balance everything out was was proving to be a little bit difficult. Um, making the the VFL type commitment um, took up a lot of time. It was it was three times training, plus the occasional Saturday mornings and things like that. So in the off season, um, it so happened at the same time my brother had moved from Templestowe and he was he joined. Uh, Montmorency. So I just followed him across. Um, and yeah, the rest is kind of history. I, I turned up late in the pre-season and he was only a few weeks before practice matches really. Um, signed up there and 
played for 16 years there. You obviously, uh, on an individual, uh, I guess, uh, achievement, uh, were able to uh, win back-to-back Frank Rosbrook medals as, as the best player in, in the Division One competition, 2008 and 2009. Were those, do you think, on a personal note, were they the, the best years of footy that you played those two years? Uh, probably not. I'd say I'd probably say my, my first two years at Pomerantz were probably my best years. Um, when I won the, I think over the years I won the club best and fairest. Um, I guess you probably by the time I I got to two thousand eight two thousand nine. Once you're well more well known around the competition, I, I think you tend to to catch the umpire folks <laughs> a little bit more. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess as different different periods of my career, I've been different in different ways. I've probably had probably over time you get more you develop a consistency as you as you get more experience. But in terms of of my best years, I'd probably say oh two and oh three were one of my best years. Those two years as well, the, the club played off in grand finals. You, you've played in a few, unfortunately. Um, you haven't had the, the results go your way, but uh, how do you look back on, on those appearances on, on the biggest day of, of the season? Yeah. Um, it'd be nice if, if at least one of them went, went the other way. Uh, 2002 was a really exciting year at, at Montmorency. It was, there was a, a real balance of the local players that, that came up through the ranks at Montmorency as well as a handful of new recruits. So um, there was a lot of excitement because I don't think there was there was a lot of expectation or knowing where we would be at the end of the year. And as the season rolled on, we kind of kept piling up the wins. And um, Epping were the strongest team that year and we ended up meeting them in a, in a second semi-final and we kind of threw everything into it and we happened to win it. And uh, everyone was obviously super excited. The whole club was, was going really well. We had our reserve side, they made finals. I think they went straight into the grand final as well. Um, so that day when we when we eventually got to the grand final, um, Epping ended up going out in straight sets and Northcote Park, who were kind of on the on the latter part of their dominant period ended up making the grand final as well. So we played off and it was, it was probably at that time the biggest crowd I'd ever played in front of. Um, it was, it was a pretty special day. It was, it was actually a beautiful day, uh, weather wise, except, you know, you get the, the wind at Epping as, as a lot of people will know how, how it can blow across the ground there. But, um, we, we had a bit of a slow start and we, we came home strongly, but we just weren't able to, uh, to catch up and get across the line. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, the, the next year as well, we, we lost to West Preston. So, yeah, there's, a bit, there's been a bit of grand final heartbreak over the years. I hate to, yeah. to harp on, on negatives when it's such a, a positive time and obviously breaking the record at 400 games. But uh, do, do does the pain of it ever leave you? I think it's, it's four, unfortunately, that uh, you've been on, on the wrong side of. But does the pain of, of losing those grand finals ever go away? I think there's a certain amount of frustration. Um, sometimes I guess you can reflect on moments of games and different things, but but I, I guess you can't harp on it on it too much. If you you just got to got to move on and you know back up for the next year. And and I guess that's what I mean. After losing the grand final, that's what we did. 
Um, and, you know, there was a period there at Montmorency where we, we continued to play finals and, and push our, ourselves forward to, to try and get there in the end. Unfortunately, we fell short, but, you know, although it would be nice to have, have won one, it's still, you know, there's still a lot of things if you get out of football in terms of the, the mateship and and all that kind of stuff, which is which is great. And just the enjoyment of the game. I suppose if you don't love the game, you wouldn't play for so long. So there's, there's definitely that. Looking back now, do you have uh, anything that, that you look back on most fondly over what you've achieved over 399 games thus far? Not necessarily. I, I mean, every year brings it. You kind of live in the moment a little bit while you're playing. I think reflecting on things, you know, we have a milestone and maybe reflect on certain things, but I think that probably comes later. I think while I'm still playing, it's a lot more focused on the here and the now and you've got your week-to-week thing and your Tuesday training and Thursday trainings and things like that. So so I think there'll be a time to reflect on, on it, but um, not necessarily, no. You make a lot of good friends and, and that's, a, that's a great part of, of football. Your durability has been something that I think everyone's noted over the journey, um, even you know to the last two years that since you've joined Hurstbridge, haven't missed a game, and you've been a player that's um, you know really been able to back up consistently and, and play to, to such a high level um, over a consistent period of time. Well, how do you how do you prepare for the game to to make sure that that you're in you know peak uh, you know peak physical condition when you get there and and, and avoid injuries uh, as you've been able to do for for such a long period of time. Um. Probably a combination of hard work and luck. <laughs> um, no, I, I like to train hard. Um, like I, 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 um, I enjoy training, I, and as well as that, I'm I'm pretty lucky at work. And we've got a gym at work, which I can go to at lunch times and, and things like that. So, in, in terms of preparation, I think that sets you up to um, to, tr- to to get through what can be you know tough seasons. Along the lines of, you know, I think all players, they play for long enough, play with some niggles here and there. And, you know, sometimes you just you just have to push through. And, um, and, she, and yeah, as you get older, I suppose, you get a few more niggles. But, um, but yeah, preparation preparation's definitely the key. Put in during pre-season and, and things like that. And it sets you up for, for good seasons, I think. How have you seen, I guess, the game change at local level over the period of time that you've been involved? It's it's such a, a long time, 21 years uh, playing in, at, at senior senior competition level, but how have you seen it, it change in terms of how the games play, but also, I guess, the, the demands uh, going into each game as well? Um, it, it's it certainly changed. It's funny, when, you, when you're exposed to it, it's, it's a much more, it's a gradual change when you're a part of it. Um, I think I think it it kind of you know follows that the AFL trend, but there's that's that slight slight delay. I think the, the the games seem to move a little bit quicker, or in a different way. Um, I mean, a lot of the things that 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 are that make local football what it is kind of stay the same as well, like. The Northern Football League, I suppose, has always been known for being, you know, fairly strong and physical. And I think that aspect of the game still, still there. I think there's a different amount of polish towards certain aspects of the game. Um, and 
and the commitment, the time commitments, and the the, the training and and things like that have, haven't necessarily changed a lot. Um, but there's probably more an emphasis on doing those extra recovery things and and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's hard to pinpoint any any one thing when you when you're exposed to it because it, it becomes becomes gradual. I know you've mentioned previously in this chat that you haven't really had time to, to reflect back because you've been probably caught up in the moment, but if I had to put you on the spot and, and just say maybe a few of the, the better plays you've played against and, and played with over the journey, who would be the first that, that springs to mind? Yeah, that, that, that's always a tough one. <laughs> I've like, probably been asked that, that question a lot of times. Look, a sta- one of the probably one of the, the biggest standout players that I played with would have to be Mark McGough. Um, he was just... He was an all-rounder. He's strong. He was fit. Um, he could find the ball. He, and and from a local football perspective, he was a terrific clubman as well. Um, he really embraced um, the club at Montmorency and all the people around it, no matter who they were. So, yeah, he'd definitely be one I'd, I'd mention. I guess um, you I mean you're hitting you're hitting 400 still in in, in great uh, in you know, great condition and as I said you you haven't missed the game still since since coming across to to Hurstbridge at the start of last year. What's the the plan going forward? Do you, will you look to to go on beyond 2019? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I get asked that question a lot, <laughs> especially at this time of year. People start asking that question um, a lot more probably like a dollar for every time I've been up <laughs> the past couple of weeks, actually. But, um, yeah, at this stage, at this stage, um, the the plan would be to to play on again next year. Um, I'm, I'm pretty lucky that uh, my wife embraces the fact that I play football and she kind of loads... I've got three kids and she loads them into the car each week and they all come and support me each week. So from that perspective, it kind of makes it it makes it a much easier decision um, when when you get that kind of support. So, yeah, but I've got a uh, an eight year old son, and he loves coming down to the club, and all the boys kind of get around him. And so, if I asked him, he'd say, "No, Dad, you got to keep playing." So. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think form certainly warrants it as well. Uh, you know, looking at, at even things like coaches, uh, MVP votes, and, and whatnot, and you're still right up there within uh, the leaders of your club. So I'm sure form. Absolutely warrants it if uh, if it comes to that, mate, as well. But uh, this weekend, it's West Preston Lakeside who you take on. Uh, you reach game 400 at J.E. Moore Park. Is there anything in particular to, to this game that there'll be a different preparation as uh, as you reach that milestone, or is it business as usual? Yeah, it's probably business as usual. Just there's a little bit of junior sport on and fit all the, the morning preparations around that. And um, Yeah, just head to the game as usual. Don't change things after after this long. Well, it's uh, it's really changed that much. It's uh, it's done you very well up until this point of time. But uh, on behalf of of everyone uh, at the Northern Football Netball League, and I'm sure on behalf of everyone within it as well, um, congratulations, Daniel. You've been an ornament to to the competition. You know, reaching 400 games, one of the most revered players in the competition. Um, you know, everyone you, you speak to always has a good word about about yourself as well. So congratulations. Uh, embrace, I guess, the, the milestone as well, and we certainly look forward to you playing well beyond 2019. Thanks, Samuel. Thanks for that, mate.